Hello and welcome. If you're hearing my voice, then it is the month of November somehow. This is our first episode in November. This is the Two Beers Please podcast. Welcome. That's so weird. It's crazy. That, that like doesn't feel right. Right. And that's like, that, damn, we can, we've been doing this for we've been doing this for a long time now. Like, you don't really realize how much time passes when you right. Like We've come a long way, Yannick. Yeah, uh, we've made it through the trenches. To the trenches. I mean, we were talking, are any of the seasons going to happen? And I'm pretty sure a lot of our answer, my answer was no to most of them. So <laughs> I know that much. It is kind of insane that like none of them, I mean, because all of them, like we said, like all of them kind of dealt with it for the most part. Um, not so much like European soccer, but Juventus is now, but really no like catastrophic, oh, we have to stop. Maybe, you know. Might be biting my tongue on that in a couple of weeks with college football. It's a little tougher to, to not. Yeah, but we'll see. I'm so far so good, right? Yeah, I mean, for some teams anyway. For some teams anyway. Uh, yeah, so this is our first November episode. Welcome, welcome. If you're listening to this, that means it's election day. So I do want to say, you know, breathe, you know, treat yourself well today. It politics is going to consume your life for the next couple of weeks. You know, find some space to, you know, be kind to yourself for sure. I know that that's what I will be doing. And, you know, watch some sports. This is the perfect time to watch sports. Nothing to do with politics. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm not getting on social media. Like, no matter what happens, I'm not getting on social media for, I think, a, maybe a month. I guess I'll have to, but I'll just have to really, like, center in even more on like just the sports world of social media. I don't want to hear I don't need I don't need anything else. Exactly. Like my just unfollow everybody. (laughs) My ballots cast and so I've done my job and I I cannot I what I do nowadays, what I've been doing is I have a little 10 minute NPR podcast that I listen to every morning and that is it. I don't pay attention to anything. I don't watch the debates. Like I know, I know where my you know politics stand, and I don't need. That's to- what I never understood why anyone was like, "You watching the debate tonight?" I'm like, I, "Why?" <laughs> right. I, like I don't, I know where I'm. At. I, I've decided. I, I guess, I guess, if you're somehow not decided up to this point, then then yeah, I, I suppose watch the debates. But uh, personally, I, the mind is kind of made up. So right, my mind's been made up since pre-coronavirus. Like, come on, everyone. Yeah, I'm I'm the same man. I I was super into politics in like July, and then August came around, and I was like, man, if I hear honestly, if I hear any of these names ever again, I'm gonna lose it. I I would love them both the bad to go away. Honestly, the bad. Well, ads. I was talking to I was talking to someone too that like we were like, and maybe it's more just this year because there are more like early voting or out of state. But we were like, I voted, so is there any way I can just like opt out of all the go vote PSAs on TV and Instagram. Like I, they are great. Don't get me wrong. I think it's awesome to tell people to go vote, but once I've done it, I I don't really need you to tell me to go vote. So if there's any way I can, you know, I did it, I proved it. You don't have to keep telling me to go vote. That would be, that's what I'm going to try to invent in the next presidential election. I got four years. There you go. I mean, I, I, I agree because it's like, if, if I am the person who is going to actively go out of my way to push voting? I'm going to have volunteered for that already. You're going to have my name on a list, and you and you can push that. But if I'm just a random person, like leave me alone. 
I am sick of the phone calls. I am sick I did of it. the texts. Like, here's someone my proof. Said, you don't need to tell had, me to do it anymore. Exactly. Someone said, did you vote for this person? And I said, yes, I did. And then they said, great. Now here's what you do. I'm like, no, I told you who I voted for. Yeah. That means you leave, leave me, me alone. alone. Say thank you very much and leave me alone. My goodness. I, you know, they're doing, they're doing good work. I, I agree though. I'm, I'm annoyed with the system. You know what this presidential election feels like? It feels like the NFC East. Like there's obviously probably one team that's a lot better, but I think they should just forfeit their place altogether. They're both bad. They should just forfeit their playoff spot. No. <laughs> that is, that's a fair, fair, Carson uh, Wentz against right Ben there. DiNucci. But like, yeah. do we really, do we really trust Carson Wentz? I don't know. <laughs> oh gosh. All right. That's enough politics for today. As always, Ben DiNucci. <laughs> ben DiNucci with his head wrap. All right. As always, follow us on Facebook, on Instagram. We're at two beers, please underscore podcast on Twitter at two BP underscore podcast. If you haven't followed our Twitter page, you really need to like Instagram keeps you up to date and has some pretty graphics for sure. But Twitter is where the fire is not going to lie. I always, I always like our Twitter page and yeah. So obviously we're a podcast. Follow us on Spotify, you know, rate us on Apple podcasts as well as subscribe, you know, give us those five-star reviews. If you, if you are so inclined and uh, we are obviously on the anchor site as well uh we got a lot of talk if you're not gonna give us a five-star review tell us what we can do to earn right. that five star right don't just one star let's give us a three star with some criticism that's what i'm yeah. that's what i'm hoping for thank I'm you i'm more concerned about these stars than even my uber writer rating i don't know what it is right now i think it's good though it's like 4.9 mine is not great because i i i have had oh my god that's hilarious. mine is not great mine is not great i mean i you were there when i went to my first uh cyhawk game in new york when i got ubered home afterwards you were there oh, i was i mean now that's cyhawk games <laughs> with with the rough god luckily we don't there have one of those this year yeah but we've got Oh gosh, yeah, because it would be a tragedy all around. I don't, don't want to play them. Yeah, no, I absolutely. Play, I don't really want to play anyone. So, right, yeah. Like, even if well, Iowa we'll State wasn't, even State wasn't good, I'm like, I wouldn't want to play them. But they're a good team, and yeah. So dodge. Yeah, it's a double whammy. Bullet dodged. <laughs> yeah, seriously, big bullet dodged. Um, storm dodged. Since they're the Cyclones. <laughs> Ooh, starting off strong on the Monday. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Now we're down to a two star review. <laughs> yeah. If we yes. don't get five stars anymore, we'll understand. But, you know, yeah. that's, that's the risk you take with comedy, with, with dad jokes. You know, it's, it's worth it sometimes. Right. I always risk the dad joke knowing that my reputation is. <laughs> you do have a nice record of dad jokes. I do. I'm going to be a great dad. I, uh, I you know, it's going to happen. It's going to be great. I think we're both going to be, we're both going to be pretty choice dads. I, I do oh, have dude, that I can't feeling. Wait. Uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. I, I don't know about you, but I'm coaching my son's soccer team at some point in my life. Oh, and I'm coaching my kids in everything. I don't, I don't care what it is. <laughs> Hell yeah. Shade that in. There you Let's go. Let's go. There you go. Matt's kids are going to be the most hyper kids in, in class. They're going to be like, it's I, My wife better be like a, a disciplinary or something. She's going to have to right. come from some – because I'm going to let them get away with murder. 
Right. Yeah. Same. I, yeah, I, I just same. know I'm going to like laugh at like dumb shit that like my kids do that. Like, I'm just gonna be like, I'm not going to get that upset about that. Like kids do dumb stuff and I think it's hilarious. Like, so that probably won't be great as a, a disciplinary. That was kind of my dad. My dad was always just kind of like, well, kids will be kids. And so then my mom was like, well, we still have to kind of teach him stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's she fair. had to be the disciplinary because my dad was just like, well, whatever. Yeah. My <laughs> dad, my dad wasn't not, he was, a, he, he had discipline, but he was just super like, he thought I'm going to give you what you have to do. And then it's your choice whether you do it or not, because that's what being, you know, an adult is. And my mom was like, that's not enough. They need to know if they make mistakes, they're going to get slapped upside the head. Like that was what it was like. And my, so my, so my mom would always Dude, we would be, we would be nowhere without our mothers. Truly. Oh, absolutely. I'd be, I'd be, I mean, I might be somewhere, but I, pro- I, I chose to take mo- none of my dad's advice for the first 17 yeah. years of my life. So, uh, it only your later on, give you, your dad's a lot of times like give you a lot of tools and your mom's would be like, you better be putting those damn tools to use. Right. My dad would I be gave like, you some too, so you better be using that. Like, <laughs> no, I get get it done. Yeah, I yeah, that's what happened. My dad was like, You should probably be smart financially. And I was like, that's a fair point. And my mom's like, You spending money again on dumb shit? Oh my god. You know what I had when I was a kid? <laughs> nothing. I had nothing. That's what it was with my mom. <laughs> so <laughs> one of those yeah. parents that like tells the story of walking to school and it just progressively gets further and further away. Mm-hmm. I used to walk a hundred miles to get to class. What? Where did you, you live? <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. I think you guys I probably should have moved at that point. Yeah. That just seems counterproductive to the goal of getting to school. This is the year 1800. There should be a school within a hundred miles. How old of do you think you are? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This was post-World War II, at least, guys. Come on. You're like northern Canada, Antarctica or something. I I think you'll be able to find one. I don't know. Okay, Matt, I'm getting us back on track. we got a lot to talk about. We've got a new team at the top of the Premier League, but spoiler alert, they're not new. Uh, Anderson Silva retired in heartbreaking fashion, and Clemson finds a way to win without Mr. Trevor Lawrence. All that and more coming up, but first... We want to take a moment, remember the legend that is Sean Connery, who died peacefully in his sleep at the age of 90 this weekend. Amen. Amen. I I just, I got to watch all of his Bond movies with my dad over quarantine for the first time. And so, really? Yeah. And so. Dude, they're the best. They're the best. And I feel I mean, of so. Of course, like, they're like, they're those movies are like, people are like, oh, James Bond movies are sexist. Like, yeah, they were. An action yeah. movie made in the '60s. Unfortunately, like we were really sexist at the time, but uh, I I love those those movies, and I think oh, you know you can watch those movies like knowing that and being like, yeah, it was, that's not how you should treat women. But uh, you can also be like, that was dope when he threw that guy off a boat. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's uh yeah, and it was so great because my dad loved Sean Connery growing up, and he. He would tell he looked at the movies and would tell me like this thing right here that was a huge technological innovation and I looked at like a little rocket going <laughs> it's nothing. Like, it's yeah, nothing. we were watching yeah. Thunder I think it was uh, I think it was like Epics that had just a bunch of Sean Connery movies playing yesterday so we stopped by for Thunderball and You Only Live Twice and I think Ooh. it's You Only Live Twice where he like hops into this like one person helicopter and like goes and like 
is like doing like a recon mission. And this one person helicopter also has like two Gatling guns, a couple of like missile launchers, like flamethrower. Like it is just the greatest machine ever. And I, yeah, it such sad news. You know, it's funny too. Cause this, you know, we talked, we jokingly talked about Sean Connery and how he was still alive this year, still kicking it at 90. I know. I but, don't even want to uh, think about that. We, we really, ah, <laughs> he lived a great life. Yeah, he and, died peacefully uh, in his sleep in the Bahamas. Yeah, there's not that's not much more you want. So, but you know, Sir Sean Connery, one of the greats. All stories, unfortunately, must come to an end. We wish him and his family the best. Uh, as you said, best known for for the Bonds. I think he's the best Bond. You got Goldfinger, of course, the first Bond. Doctor No won an Oscar for Untouchables, playing Jim Jim Malone, and then for me. Sean Connery, one of the all-time great great lines when in The Rock when he goes, "Your best losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen." Oh my so, god! An amazing career, amazing individual, absolute badass, and uh, as they say, as as we say more and more now, which I like, rest in power, Sir Sean Connery. Yeah, I'm just gonna leave it right there. That was beautiful, Matthew. That was beautiful. <laughs> that- Thank you. You should speak out of his eulogy. <laughs> I I can't remember when I saw The Rock, but I was like at that like almost teenage age when my brother showed me that. And like, I remember when I heard that line, I was like, that's the coolest line ever. Yeah. Fuck the prom cool. queen. Wow. Wow. That's, what a life. That's badass. Yeah. What, but, what, a uh, what a guy. What a guy. Yeah. But uh, like he said, live the life of legends and we hope he rests that way as well. All right, Matthew. How are we feeling? It is November. It is cold in New York. How are you enjoying it? I'm I'm doing all right. You know, we got an extra hour of sleep, which I needed because the Hawkeyes and small Halloween celebrations certainly got to me. Uh, tough weekend for my teams. Yeah. Oh, and three. And even I my mean, fantasy. Team. I only had like one fantasy team too well, but eh, what are you going to do? Otherwise, I'm doing well. How are you, my man? I'm feeling good. Uh, you guys can't see right now, but usually I'm very clean shaven person and Matthew has the stash of the century and Matthew is baby face right now. And I am growing a breakup goatee and it is such an interesting, uh, it is such an interesting contra. I'm not used to this. Switching, switching roles. Right. So um, I'm doing all right. I, like I said, growing the facial hair, you know, I, it is a new month. It This year is almost over. And that's what I'm focusing on. We talked about the election cycle is going to be, I, I, I look forward to focusing on the podcast for the election cycle for sure. And, and uh, stuff elsewhere, but I feel good. You know, I feel, I feel renewed, not in necessarily like a fresh sense, but like, okay, you know, let's settle back in new month, two more to go for the year. And then we can piece it out and go to 2021, which can only hold better we would hope <laughs> for i think i'm i think i'm also though gonna have to not be on social media like into the new year because i'm not going to be able to like stand all those the, like people's memes just like me leaving 2020 in the past and all like uh, shut up yeah i know yeah. it was a tough year guys yeah we were all there we're starting to understand i just don't like social media this is i'm becoming an old man I just complain about kids on social media those done i mean yeah, I guess, but man, yeah, I mean, I thought my parents were annoyed by dumb stuff on social media, but th- like what we did when we were kids, 
not nearly as bad as what's being done now, right? Like that's not just me. Excuse me, TikTok and I all the feel I, yeah, I'd... it's bad. It's really bad. I mean, yeah, I feel so old annoying. too saying that, but I'm like, in the good old days, we had a simple movie frame with something funny written on it, and now it's like eighty layers of sarcasm behind a bad joke that makes no sense. And then everyone's like, hey, yeah. you had to be there. And I'm like, that's, that's a so side. Bad. I don't see that. See, I don't like see that side a lot because I don't have it. Like it, my, the, when I felt really old with that, it was like, not only that I didn't enjoy it, but I was like, I have so little, like no desire to join TikTok. That's when I felt old. But it's one of those sites where like people learn new information and then like seem to go on it and like shame other people for not knowing the information. I don't know. It, it's just a weird, like, kids but i've i can't i can't look at any person younger than me and judge i'm yeah i'm sure i was an idiot and i'm sure if i was that age i'd be doing the same thing you know but it is funny how like you get to this age and you're like ah damn what, what the hell are they doing right exactly like don't you miss the days where you could watch vines and not like just listen to people like recount their top 20 vines that don't exist anymore and get mad at you when you don't know one of them. I'm like, guys, <laughs> this is so dumb. Like it doesn't exist anymore. It's dead. Move on. I don't yeah. know what to tell you. Oh boy. True. We're old men, Matt. We're old men. And as old men, let's go to the bar. What are we drinking? Well, I was really sad. Our, our Mark Saldino brought over a, a Heineken mini keg for the Iowa game this weekend. So Very I really nice. wish we had more of that because it was hilarious and pretty good. But um, I've got a leftover. I've been loving my Brooklyn brewery. So I, I went and got one of those like four different beer packs and I got the uh, the winter lager. So it's like one of those little, you know, spice sort of bad boys. Ooh, there we go. Matthew with the nice can opener. Good one. Love it. It's a good one. Well, Matthew, this is a first. Sipping on. Also got a Brooklyn. Hey, it is the East IPA. IPA. Yeah, it's it's the East IPA. Interesting mix of what I read was juniper, citrus peel, stone fruit, and toffee, uh, which I thought was really cool. It's got a British influence. I it was a bottle for me, and uh, it tastes delicious, and it's it's just making me feel good. And now that I feel good. Hitting the spot. Now that we feel good, let me bring us back down to the bad. Yeah, and then open up three more beers. <laughs> yeah, need us so, a little stronger. Oh, I'm dude. I forgot to say, I was I was drinking. Mar- I did have a couple martinis on Saturday in honor of uh, of Mr. Bond. Oh yes, you did. Yes, you yeah. did, Matthew. I, was like, I, I have that. to. That's shaken, not stirred. <laughs> oh yeah, which I always was wanted. Like once I became a bartender, I was like, did. Aren't they always shaken? But maybe back in the cut. Maybe back in the cut, they were stirred sometimes. There you but go. I was like, you don't really normally have to like tell them that. <laughs> right. That That's what was cool, though. He didn't have to, but he did. Yeah. That's, well, yeah. That's it was, was the cool. coolest. I mean, it's the coolest drink order of all freaking time. Like that, Of all time. Of I don't even know time. what number two is. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I'm, trying to, I'm Clearly, I'm trying to talk about anything but Iowa, but I, I suppose we should. I mean, we have to. And you know what's funny? I wrote this question for Matthew to answer pre-game, and I didn't want to put a label on it. I didn't want to jinx us. And the question reads, this is verbatim, I said, assess the Hawkeyes after this weekend's result and predict how many wins they end up with. (laughs) And 
Oh my gosh, since then, not only did they lose a disgusting game to Northwestern, Amir Smith-Marset suspended uh, indefinitely for an OWI. Tyler Goodson also looks to be out for uh, for the near future because of some criminal activity involvement, which I won't speculate about. Here are the teams we play still. Michigan State, Minnesota. Penn State, Nebraska, Illinois, Wisconsin. <laughs> Do we beat any of those teams? <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you talk about predicting wins, I don't I don't know. Maybe, like, very possibly zero. I mean, you've got Michigan State had a nice win last week. I still think they're a bad team. So, like, Iowa should be able to compete in that game. Illinois, Nebraska has clearly got issues. Penn State's 0-2, but they'll be fine. Minnesota might be in trouble at 0-2, but I think they're still clearly the better team, and I highly doubt we'll beat Wisconsin. I i don't know, two or three wins. I, I mean, what what can you say? It was a horrible performance. They, they were gifted a 14-0 lead with turnovers by Northwestern, up 17-0 at the end of the first quarter, end up losing 21-20. Of course, players need to perform, but if you're up 17-0 at the end of the first quarter and you lose that game 21-20, I'm putting that entirely on the coaching staff, 100%. Because how do you how do you not win that game as a coach? How do you not put your players in position to do more? Of course, there were mistakes made, but but there were time like mistakes late in the game shouldn't have even mattered. Like we, the game should have been done with. Um, so horrible coaching staff performance and the first two games. And I, I mean, I love Kirk. He's probably the greatest Hawkeye coach of all time. I think he's done just in the sense of he's getting older. This was going to be a crazy year anyway with COVID and the pandemic and, and the off season. And now of course, um, many allegations surrounding the Hawkeye team still uh, already got rid of Doyle. I mean, just, just all of, of that issue. He seems to me just, I, I don't think he wants to do this job anymore. Um, and I, I personally think that that Kirk and Brian Ferentz will, will be gone at the end of the year, because I don't see Brian staying when, if Kirk's uh, steps down, but I believe Kirk's going to retire. I, I just don't, how can you, how can you like look at that team and be like, Oh yeah, this guy's still wanting to do this. Um, and I think just with everything that's happened this year, uh, it's all going to culminate and kind of come to fruition. Um, so I hope he can turn around. I don't really want, like, I mean, I love Kirk. I don't really want him to leave, but it, it doesn't seem like, He's there right now. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's time for him to go, which is sad. You know, it's retire kind of in disgrace a little bit, depending on how the season ends, which is not the ending that you wanted for him necessarily. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm very, I'm very pessimistic about our chances. I think we lose to Michigan state. I think we lose to Minnesota. I think we, I mean, obviously we lose to Penn state, I think we'll beat Nebraska and Illinois. I think we'll have a nice two-game stretch where we get our two wins, finish out the year losing to Wisconsin, finish two and six, and go to basketball. That's that's what's going to happen. And yeah, it's it's just a in a bad year. It's somehow worse for the Hawkeyes, and it's you know just not it's just not looking. You good. know, I mean, like Michigan State right now is we're favored six and a half. Northwestern did start the year with a 43 to three win. Like Northwestern could be a better team than we think they are. I, I, so, I mean, you know, there's, there's stuff still to happen. Like Purdue and Northwestern might 
and kind of are looking like better teams than than we expected. But it, it just like the it's just kind of the energy and the execution. That's uh, exactly that, what that I'm we're saying, seeing yeah. that we're seeing from them than than just the results. Um, so I mean, I, I think there there's I don't see us not winning a game mostly because that just seems insane to me. Um, but we do play easier teams than Northwestern and maybe Purdue. So, um, that could be, could be part of it too. But, but yeah, the, the team doesn't seem, it's not like, you know, Cowboys level dysfunction, but it's, it's, it's high dysfunction for a program that is not accustomed to that. I mean, it's been pretty, when you think about Kirk Ferentz and the Iowa coaching staff, you, you think of kind of stability and, uh, that is not the case at the moment. Right, exactly. I I couldn't agree more. And like, and honestly, those losses that I'm predicting are not as much on how good the other teams are, and more on I saw Michigan State win a game that they weren't supposed to win, and I saw Iowa lose a game that they should have won. And that en- enough is for me to not trust Iowa to beat them. So that's kind of where I'm at with that game. Minnesota could go either way. We don't know how good they are. The two losses were a little rough for them. Penn State you know, is better than us, I think, overall. Nebraska and Illinois, I just have zero faith, and that's the only reason I, <laughs> I have so little. I have. I mean, so I think Northwestern's faith. better than Illinois. I think Northwestern's better than Illinois. Absolutely. Probably, no better Absolutely. Than Probably better than Nebraska. Like, that, that's the thing. Like, this, it is, like, like there's still a, a decent season to be had. Um, I think Northwestern has, like, really gotten overlooked, especially with getting Peyton Ramsey. But you go up 17-0, to and – Unless you're playing a team that's so much better than you, like unless you're playing Justin Fields in Ohio State, it's just not it's just not a lead that you can give up. Yeah, I think we could. I think best case scenario we go four and four, which considering the start is not so bad. Um, It'll be I, interesting I to see what happens with like bowl games too. Like I, with I, I think most bowl games are still wanting to happen. So like Iowa could foreseeably go like three and five, and just because of you know our name and and like the amount of like i guess people won't be able to travel to bowls this year so that will hurt but still you know the viewership um they probably still could get invited to one so we'll see though it's it's a a tough start to a already just weird season yeah it's a tough start we'll keep talking about it obviously but for now we're gonna move away from college football for the moment we'll come back to it later in the episode we're gonna move to European soccer. We had Premier League action. We had La Liga action, Bundesliga, Syria, all that good stuff. Matt, why didn't you start us off in your team's league where another rough result for a Matthew Smith team? Yeah, it was. We'll, uh, we'll get to the Man United Arsenal game. Another weekend in the EPL and, and standing sort of going back to normal. But, um, you know, still, still some surprises um, here and there. Uh, Liverpool now, as you kind of mentioned, in sole control of first place again with 16 points after getting a 2-1 win over West Ham. Meanwhile, deja vu a little bit in North London as Gareth Bale back in the Spurs uniform, getting the winner for Tottenham over Brighton. They are in third place now with 14 points. Second place grabbed by Leicester City today with a 4-1 win over Leeds United. They're, I mean... They were one of those teams we kind of talked about. Could they still take the the positive result from last year historically for them, even though they collapsed and didn't make the Champions League? But still, second best finish ever in the Premier League for them last year. And it's nice to see them hitting the ground running this year and, and still kind of believing in 
and what their team can do. And right now, sitting in second, so doing well. Everton now sitting in fourth with 13 points. They suffered another loss, 2-1 loss in Saint, at St. Saint James Park against Newcastle United. Southampton giving us maybe the performance of the weekend. Served Austin Villa their second straight loss with a 4-3 win. Scoreline not even doing it justice. James Ward-Prowse, two terrific free kicks, and they had the team up 4-0 um, before the 60th minute. Villa's last three goals, two of them were after stoppage time, so it, it wasn't even much of a comeback. Southampton kind of controlled that one. And Southampton themselves now in fifth place with 13 points themselves, uh, only trailing Everton by goal differential. So a team that we haven't like talked that much about, but is certainly off to a surprise start in themselves. You mentioned kind of the big match of the weekend. It was Arsenal and Manchester United at Old Trafford. Far from a big match, though. I mean, this, this thing was boring. Four shots on target for the total of the game between the two teams. Arsenal had some creative play at times, but but even they were they lacking. Uh, one goal was a PK, correctly given to Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. United won so many games by by a penalty kick in the last you know 12 months that we're bound to get a, a one we, we were due a loss like that um so sucks that they played like that i wish they would have played better it's it's a second kind of time in a row where they they look creative and and attacking in europe and then on the weekend can't seem to replicate any of that form um but tough result not the worst thing in the world I, i'm not gonna you know throw my arms up and, and worry losing one out of arsenal um especially in that way it's not like they dominated us by any means but uh, to reiterate, Liverpool, top of the league with 16 points. Leicester, second with 15. And Tottenham, third with 14. And then you got Everton, Southampton, and Wolves, fourth, fifth, and sixth, all with 13 points. Uh, Everton on top there with the goal differential. At the bottom of the table, you've got Burnley. They do have a game in hand. Uh, so if they went out and won their next game, could foreseeably get out of the bottom three. But not looking like that's going to happen much for them this year. Sheffield. Unfortunately, a struggling as, as we kind of expected it to pro- probably happen this year. One point through seven matches, and then West Brom, three points through seven matches. Uh, Man United sitting 15th, Manchester City 10th, Arsenal 9th. So some of the top teams still not quite where they would like to be in that table. Right, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously Liverpool on top is something we expected, but Tottenham... You know, they've had some bad times, too. So to see them kind of up there is surprising. Leicester, we always love to see it. They're, they're just, they just believe in themselves more than any other team believes in themselves. And Jamie Vardy is a, is a god among men. So that is, that is definitely a driving force for them. Southampton, very surprising that they are performing as well as they are. Good for them. A team that was in relegation trouble so many years and Everton, you know, slipping off the top, but they're still very good. They had a rough loss, you know, it was a tight one. So, you know, they will look to get back on track and try to uh, get back to that first spot. But yeah, Liverpool back on top. Man City, you know, not going to be really, I don't think it's going to be as much of a factor. So who's going to challenge them? That's going to be interesting to see as the season moves on. I'm also not worried about Manchester United, because if you look at the team, for example, that's in fourth, which is where, you know, they're aiming to at least land near you know, it's Southampton. Southampton's not going to continue to play this way. So, and Aston Villa's same thing. So they, it will replicate itself, I'm sure, because you've seen them play well, you know, in the Champions League. They can do it. So they just need to figure out some stuff and it'll be fine. And uh, yeah, I, I definitely don't think it's time to throw your hands up or 
anything. Uh, let me go over to the German Bundesliga, talk about uh, my boys who did grab the win, albeit not a convincing one and against very not good opposition, but it was a victory. Hey, and sometimes wins a win. That's all that matters. That uh, propelled us. Yeah, that's true. Wins all that matters. Wins all that matters. And it was it was what mattered because we won 2-1 against Köln. We played without Lewandowski, who was on rest because we've got two big games coming up. we got Champions League, and then we've got the Classicer at the end of the week. So that's one that he wanted to be healthy for. And uh, Köln came out to play. You know, they played pretty well. Could have grabbed a point, honestly. Got a late one through Drexler, but Nabry and Muller scored first half goals, and that was enough. Uh, Dortmund also winning, so keeping pace with us. They won 2-0 against Bielefeld. A rare Mats Hummels double uh, giving them the win, which was interesting to see. Uh, love, love the center back brace always. And, uh, yeah, the big storyline of the week, though, Borussia Mönchengladbach, you know, were performing well in the Champions League. You know, they tied in Milan. They tied Real Madrid. And then they came to the Bundesliga, and they beat Leipzig, who was above Dortmund and Bayern by a couple points. 1-0 through a single goal. You know, Leipzig lost the lead here. Bayern gets it. They are in first on goal difference ahead of Borussia Dortmund. The Klassiker is this weekend. That will give, you know, the first rival the the major lead so far in this season. It's going to be an interesting and exciting and nerve-wracking one to watch. You know, Leverkusen also doing well this weekend, getting an impressive 4-2 victory at Freiburg. And that's how the table looks. It's Bayern's first with 15, Dortmund's second also with 15, behind on goal difference. Leipzig still in it with 13, and Leverkusen with 12. So the Bundesliga looking good. Bayern in front, but how long will that last? The Klassiker this weekend will be their first real Bundesliga test. And they lose Nicolas Zula to COVID after losing Nabry early in the season. So we shall see how their defense looks, you know, one defender down, unfortunately. Do you think for Borussia to have uh, any chance of really challenging, they, they have to win this weekend? I mean, I know it's early, but it, it kind of feels already like a must win. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> the way that Dortmund has performed against other opposition historically in the last couple of seasons, if they had one out, I would be like, okay, you know, that like, this is fair. But with how Bayern started the season a little bit with some bad results, you know, they they could have they could have been ahead of Bayern already. And the fact that they're not means they've also dropped points against teams they shouldn't have dropped points against. So in my head, they need to win this and they need to win the other one to be sure of it. You know, I, I really do think they need to beat Bayern in two in two straight contests to make up for the points that Bayern's gonna get and they might not. So yeah, I definitely think every classicer is a must win for Dortmund. They just don't perform as well as you want to away, you know consistently enough and so I, I definitely think it's a must win for them and I hope they don't obviously and I hope Byron wins and gets the lead but uh we'll, you know I won't I won't make any predictions just yet it's going to be interesting to see how the defense is without Zula you know you still have Boateng but he's coming back from stuff too so that might be an issue but performing well otherwise you know getting the wins we need to I'm not throwing in the towel in terms of being worried about it too much and they are first right now, and that is what I will hold on to. Why don't you take us to La Liga? How's La Liga looking? Yeah, it's uh, it's off to its uh, its fun start, as we know. Uh, Real Sociedad keeping the hold on the lead of of the table at the moment. 
Um, although we'll see how long that lasts. They've, they've played a game extra than Real Madrid, Madrid, and it's stayed that way for the last few weeks. So it kind of keeps – they keep holding on. But, uh, hey, they'll take it for now, right? It's uh, four goals for them again, second consecutive weekend that they explode for four goals, 4-1 four, win over Celta Vigo to hold on to that league, getting 17 points. You know, I don't think either of us, and, and most people really expect Sociedad to, to take home La Liga or, or compete – for the the trophy, but this is a club who's only been to the Champions League four times in their history, uh, most recently in 2013-2014. So for a team like that, if, if they can be in the Champions League race and they're positioning themselves well at the moment, um, it would you know be a huge accomplishment for them. So hopefully they can keep it up and at least stay in the fight for Europe. I think Real Madrid and Atletico even this weekend kind of started showing a little bit more of their, their strength. Um, and so it, it does feel like kind of a matter of time until Sociedad's not in the title race, but hopefully will be in the Champions League race. You know, we mentioned Manchester United playing much better in Europe than they do in the domestic league, uh, but they are not the only ones. Barcelona drawing 1-1 with Alaves, even though they were a man up for the last 30 minutes of the game. To be fair, Barca had 80% possession, 25 shots, nine, nine on target. This was a game that they deserved to win and should have won. Um, so I, I think their overall form is still heading in the right direction, um, especially because of, of recent results. Maybe if they'd suffered a loss to Juve, you, you'd be a little more worried about that. But this this game, quite frankly, just came down to them being unlucky and not being able to find that second goal. So it does seem like Barca is starting to play a little better. Um, we already mentioned how, how much better they looked immediately once the president and board decided to step down. So we'll see if Messi and the boys can kind of continue to, to gear up and maybe be a much more formidable outfit than we expected them to be this year. Uh, mentioned the Madrid teams, both of them rolling this weekend. Real taking down Huesca 4-1 and Atleti going on the road to down Osasuna 3-1. Karim Benzema and, Benzema and Zhao Felix both getting a brace for their respective teams. Uh, and like I said, both teams just kind of looking more their normal self, kind of showing the strength. It was Valencia and Getafe who gave us the match of the week. This this game was insane. Maybe not even match, maybe just like the final 15 minutes. Each team saw a player go off with a red. Two goals in stoppage time. Valencia led most of the night after a Eunice Musa uh, goal in the 22nd minute. They held that for most of the second half, even when uh, Tiare Correa, Correa got a red card for them in the 56th minute. But Getafe, as I, I mentioned, some late drama. They found magic. Cucho Hernandez goal in the 87th minute, and then another goal in the 94th by Angel Rodriguez, which kind of looked to win them the game. But the drama was not done. Valencia sends, it, send it, sends in a long ball to Getafe's box. And in the play, Damian Suarez called for a foul in the box, given a red card of his own. This leads to Carlos Soler stepping up and making the 100th minute, I guess technically 90th plus 10 minute, but 100th minute of the game to equalize. And that ended the game 2-2. Hell of a game, hell of a finish. Uh, that one was exciting to say the least. But uh, as I said before, Real Sociedad, Top of the table at the moment was 17 points. Real Madrid right behind them with 16 points and with a game to play. Uh, Villarreal third with 15 points. And Atletico fourth with 14 points. But they've only played six games. So they've got one to catch Madrid and two to catch Villarreal and, and Real Sociedad. So it, it, the uh, top of the table is right there for the taking for Atleti. As far as the bottom, it's Valladolid. With three points through eight matches, Huesca five points through eight matches, and Levante five points 
through uh, seven matches. So getting more points in the bottom of the Premier League table, perhaps that'll lead to better things and, and actually, you know, show teams can get result. But we'll see. Uh, exciting start to the, the La Liga as well. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid looking like it's going to be a capital rivalry for the lead. And you know something that I realized that I don't think I really took into account, but you know who's on Real Sociedad now? David Silva from Manchester ah, City. There you go. So yeah, maybe, I hadn't thought that, that. Yeah, he scored a goal this weekend, actually. And I was like, oh, man, there's like maybe Sociedad is legit. You know, like maybe they really are. Like maybe not winning the title legit, but, you know, David right. Silva in there, he was not done when he left Man City. So, like, I I applaud. I definitely think that has something to do with their their, you know, togetherness and consistency so far. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to watch. I love Kareem Benzema. I just think he is so underrated. I really do. I He really he is. Has, he's, been the, he, he's been like the starting striker for Madrid for like a decade. Right. And everybody out, like, you know, Ronaldo was there for so long that no one talked about him. But like him and Lewandowski are in my head. Like Lewandowski might have more goals, but, you know, they're the same kind of dangerous striker. Like, I would never want my defense to go up against Karim Benzema. Like, he just has everything you want in a striker. He's strong. He's clinical. You know, he, he's got some trickery in him. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think he goes down as one of the, the most underrated strikers of our time. So, I... I for sure. Uh, yeah, for sure. So, good to see him, you know, kind of taking flight a little bit. Uh, and he'll need to for a Real Madrid team that has its struggles as well. Let's move over to the Serie A where things are still interesting as per usual. A lot of results. Obviously, so many teams in the mix in Serie A, so I'm going to just go over some. You know, Adelanta getting a tight 2-1 win over Crotone. You know, maybe less goals that they wanted, but they get the win. Inter Milan, you know, they drew, you know, in the Champions League, you know, in a, in a kind of like boring fashion. They draw again held by Parma 2-2. They were actually down 2-0. It took an injury time Ivan Perisic strike, shout out to my boy, uh, to uh, get them the tie, get them the point. They continue to disappoint, though. They dropped to sixth in a campaign where they were supposed to be the main challengers to Juventus. Uh, AC Milan win 2-1 against Udinese. A goal and assist for who, Matt? That's right, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. I mean, the man has no limits. I don't know what else to say. He's he does he's the best striker in the world right now. I like I truthfully I hate saying that, but he is it's insane, dude. Just, he like like you're just like each year oh like he'll God. do that. Like even like when he went to Man U, it was like oh yeah, we'll see. Like okay, and he killed it. Like the guy is insane. It, it's ridiculous yeah. how. Awesome, he is. You know, his looks and his persona and his longevity, he kind of makes me feel like Rasputin was resurrected into a soccer player's body. Rasputin. <laughs> Rasputin. That's what I get when I look Dude, at him. I I'm really like, liked, did you hear his like PSA thing about like COVID? Because like he had COVID. But then he was like, so he like said, so he like, he was being smart in like the PSA thing and like being like, you know, telling people the right stuff. And then, but then he was like, he's like, you don't want to get COVID. You're not Zlatan. <laughs> it was like, yeah. you know, the typical Zlatan fan of being like, 
I'm Zlatan. Of course I can beat COVID, which is like, it cracks me up because he did it while also like still sending out a, you know, a smart message about it. And I, I just love Zlatan. Yeah. He's, uh, Never forgets Zlatan Ibrahimovic, honestly. But AC Milan win again, 2-1 win. Zlatan makes it happen for AC Milan. As long as he's playing well, AC Milan, unbeatable. Juventus returns to winning ways with a 4-1 drubbing of Spezia. Good response to their loss to Barcelona at the midweek break in the Champions League. Ronaldo comes back from COVID uh, protocol, scores a brace. Good for him. Uh, in the game of the Serie A this weekend, Lazio win a 4-3 thriller against Torino. Maybe not as late of goals, Matthew, as your La Liga game, but there were two goals scored in injury time. Lazio were down 3-2 in the 95th minute and scored a 95th and 98th minute goal to turn the game. So <laughs> you can't ask for more than that. You'd love really. to see it. Yeah, goals from Shiro Mobile and Felipe Caicedo get Lazio the win only in Spain and Italy do these things ever happen that you see 98th and a hundred minute goals. Cause they're yeah. like fouling each other out at the asshole. They're just, they're just killing each other. And there's 10 minutes of injury time. That's always it's what so true. It's so true. And we love it. We love it. We love to see it. it it's, it provides drama for us to enjoy. Uh, not all the top teams did well. Napoli lost 2-0, but they did lose to Sassuolo, who's killing it. They're in second right now. They're ahead of Juventus. They're absolutely killing it. I mean, are they legit? Maybe. Locatelli and Lopez score to beat La- N- Napoli. Uh, and Roma win 2-0 against Fiorentina. So the way that the top of the table looks, AC Milan first with 16. Sassuolo second with 14. Juventus climbing up the table in third with 12. And Atalanta fourth also with 12 so lots still to be had you know there are other teams still have lots of time to make up the difference can Sassuolo really stay up there we shall see we saw it a lot to do it you know make the make the jump so and Sassuolo were in the Europa League places for most of last season so it's not like a surprise they just have a really good team you know all together so really exciting stuff in the Serie A we will continue to watch Latan and and marvel at his longevity but for now I just say, you know, we got we got a race in Syria. I think it's probably the league that we're most expected to see a new champion. You know, Bayern in the lead, Liverpool in the lead. We didn't talk Liga because PSG is back in the lead, and who cares? And <laughs> honestly, did we, or did we ever really think PSG was no? Win? Like, PSG could have not. lost like their first like ten matches in Liga, and I'd be like, oh, okay, fine. yeah, show they'll, they'll be fine. They'll, <laughs> They'll win with eight games left no, instead of no, nine. No win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just won't clinch it quite as early. Right. Yeah. So, you know, PSG, Bayern, Liverpool, you know, Madrid's still close to there. But Serie A looks like it's Juventus is going to have it all to do against an AC Milan team that can't seem to make a wrong move.